reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but, of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, he's the sexual, intellectual, double H, the Husky heartthrob, lead of the Husky Army, and a man who's up there shoveling snow like I am, my man, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Doing well, brother. I seen you guys got hit with some uh, a nice thickness of white uh, white stuff. Man, thick to say to describe it. So, like, I've been bitching that, like, I've been shoveling my driveway way too much this fucking winter. But today took the cake. We got, and I've been on top of my driveway. We got probably about two inches of ice. We got the we got the freezing rain, then we got the snow. So we got two inches of ice, then snow, then some more freezing rain. So I had about six, seven inches of shit I had to shovel out this afternoon. It was heavy as hell. I'm tired. Yeah, man, it's just. Just Midwest life, man. I can dig it. It's uh, the last three days here. It's been uh, 25 to 35 below zero with wind chill. Fahrenheit? It's like the supervisor's on you, brother. It's on you. When you walk outside, it's uh, it's time to freeze. Yeah, and I was in that awkward spot where, like, I was shoveling the driveway. And the when I shovel the driveway, it's just, seriously, just a hoodie. Sweatpants and a hoodie and a toboggan because I overheat. And I wore it today, and I came back in, I was drenched in sweat. So, Midwest life, though, man, you know. I, I love living in Ohio, though. I love experiencing the seasons. I love being around the snow. You know, it's, I don't know. I like drinking wine, looking outside when it's snowing. I'm just, I mean, I like that, so. It is what it is. Um, man, we don't have a whole lot to fucking talk about this week, do we? That's uh, that's what they say. I mean, there's a couple little things, but then not much anything else. Man, we've been so, so lucky they've been doing all these reveals, you know? Yeah, and then they give but us they've a week them with up. nothing. They, they did like four of them last week. Yeah, then they hit us with nothing. <laughs> Oh, well, it is what it is. We'll, we'll find some shit to talk about. I I think we'll uh, we'll get it good. First thing I want to talk about is Cody Rhodes mentioned that he doesn't see no reason why there couldn't be a AEW-WWE crossover one day. Now, we know they're doing it with Impact and eventually New Japan, but with WWE, that's... That's uncharted territory. I mean, they've worked with other smaller companies, ECW back in the day, um... Smoky Mountain, for example. I'm sure there's other ones that you know you're more aware of than I am. Do you ever see this happening? No. Well, even like with Memphis uh, back in '93, when Vince did the they call it the dry run of the Mr. McMahon character, right? Where he came in and did all those uh, heel promos and things like that. Uh, Vince will only allow that to happen if they can be the the dominant side, if they can be the A side. If if they can't have total control, they won't want nothing to do with it, in my opinion. I believe that's right. I mean, like, 
the other I feel like all the other companies we named, there was uh, some kind of benefit, especially with their higher ups, you know, Lawler coming to work for Vince, um, Cornette, and then eventually Paul. Yeah, but they they wanted to use ECW as kind of a developmental at the time, if I remember right. This isn't going to be the case with AEW. This is going to be kind of I'll scratch your back and you scratch mine type thing. I don't know if WWE is necessarily going to offer up that back scratch. I think they, you know, they 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 value the rub. I, I think that, like you said, is if they can, they might play nice at first, but if they can kind of kill one of the stars or something in the process and then basically give themselves that long-term advantage where, okay, like with Rob Van Dam, for example, he was carrying ECW. Like he was so fucking over and Taz and then Vince plucked them and within a year folded. And if he can get, you know, a, an, an Omega, a, you know, a hangman page, somebody that they're building up that's like, okay, you're going to be our future and get them to switch. You've killed their future in, in, you know, in the process. You know, for me, I think that when these companies work together, you have to ask, well, what's the benefit for us, right? You know, for with Impact, it's these more creative storylines. We can get Impact involved, more places for guys to work. What would be the benefit for WWE? Now, I can see the benefit possibly for NXT. I don't know about main roster, SmackDown, Raw. I don't think you necessarily see. Now, granted, like, maybe have Jericho come back and do something. Or Cody. Maybe that could be the benefit for them. I don't know. You know what I mean? Use those guys in a rumble spot or something like that. But I don't think you're going to see, like, you know, Seth Rollins popping up on Dynamite or anything. Adam Cole, maybe a little more likely. But, I, again, I don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll send a lot, of, you know, if any of their big, big names. But, like with Memphis, they sent down Savage. They sent down Owen Hart. They sent down Bret Hart. So, I mean, it, it depends on the leverage they can get. The the play ball. But with Memphis, like you said, they had Lawler. So Lawler, you had Jared, the, Jared was there. They had a relationship with him. You had the key players that if you wanted to shut shit down, you could shut shit down. Now you don't have that control with Cody and the Bucks. You, you've lost that. So how much they want to play ball, I don't I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, I've always dreamed of uh, – Seth Rollins, Kenny Omega, WrestleMania match. That was that would just be unbelievable to me. Yeah, that'd be a banger. And those, you know, those guys, the Usos and the Young Bucks, that'd be fun to see. I yeah. mean, there's uh, even New Day, like with Kofi and um, oh shit, brain fart. Woods, Biggie. Yeah, Xavier Woods. Not Big E, but I'm just saying, like, have Kofi and Xavier Woods take on, you know, the Luchasaurus and all. You know what I mean? Like, you've got some things to work with there. But, yeah, I I mean, I I guess I can see, like, FTR shows up on Raw. Imagine that pop. Yeah, there you go. Or Cody. I mean, that could be, I mean, I guess maybe the long-term game could be ratings. Yeah, but see, uh, Vince, 
that's the thing is they went and did their TV. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if Vince will allow them to come up and do his TV. No. Because that's a huge thing to them is their TV. I, I feel like, the, you know, I know they say that NXT was on a Wednesday nights before at Dynamite. I get that. It was an hour-long tape show. Yeah. They went live on Wednesday night. I'm, I'm, the, the sentiment has always been to cut into AEW's audience. And I think to a degree it's worked. Now, AEW still does great numbers. They haven't. They're the only wrestling company during the pandemic that's grown. No. Maybe Impact. I don't know. You know, but AEW definitely has grown during the pandemic. But, you know, where would they be at without NXT on Wednesday nights? Yeah. And would that be be more of a raw like number? Would that be a one? Would that be a milli? Would that be a 1.2? We don't talk about ratings a lot. I don't think that I try not to dive into it, but that's this is how they look at it. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So I think that it's had an impact. But that being said, there's a part of me, this is that little one hour taped NXT show on Wednesday nights. You know what I mean? That I always thought that was real intimate and full sale, the smaller crowd. I just thought that was one of my favorite wrestling shows. And now it's just, well, before the pandemic, but it just looks like almost everything else, you know? Yeah, and like you know, like I said, it's more intimate. AEW did things right. They weren't afraid to bring people in. You know, you brought Eddie King. Well, they did it in. a certain way. They did it with the with the wrestlers in the crowd. They created their own crowd in a way. Right. And you, you know, you brought Brody Lee in. You brought these guys that you brought Sting in. I mean, and you and you haven't oversaturated it with legends trying to get them in the ring. Like, right. yeah, you've got Arn and Tolly, you've got Jake. But they're not in the ring. They're they're using them as like mentors and things like that. And I think that's brilliant because right. the older crowd's like, do we really want to see them in the ring? No, but it's cool as shit to see them. It's cool to still see them. And you get an Arn Anderson fucking spine buster here and there. I'm all good with that. For me, I just I'm go back to the crossover thing. As you were talking, I was thinking about this. Imagine Triple H and Vince and Stephanie and Shane in the ring talking about how their family is the most dominant family in wrestling. It's no clear. It's not even a second. And all of a sudden, Cody's music hits. There's more than one wrestling family. You know what I mean? That that would just be, to me, that would be an amazing. You have the, the Thronebreaker storyline, the Piss Ant, Piss Ant Company comment. Working, I mean, that. To me, it writes itself. It'd be beautiful to watch. I don't think we'll ever see it. I don't think Vince would ever think the benefit would be good enough for him. He just cut two deals, one with Fox and one with Peacock, that brought him $3 billion. He's good. Yeah, he he's not worried about the storylines or the fans at this point. No. I mean, and if Cody did come over and do that, say him and Dustin came out to confront them. With arms. Who's, yeah, who's doing the job there at, at Mania? Say... Cody and Triple H work this, you know, angle where, okay, he beats Dustin or whatever, setting up for Cody to, you know, for Mania. Is it, do you, can you run a fucking DQ or double DQ at Mania? Or do you have to have a clean finish? You know more about super shows in the NWA era than I do. Well, you've seen it at Mania. Triple H brought Sting in and said, you're laying down, son. Yeah. <laughs> You're, yeah. you're laying down and everybody was like oh it's sting's debut no way no way he loses this and i was one of them i was like no way they bring him in here just to lose 
And Triple H is like, no, I need this win. This is big for me. <laughs> Speaking of WWE, this was um, tweeted out by Russell Talk TV today, at Russell Talk underscore TV. WWE is reportedly going to start punishing talent that mentions third-party people, brands, and even charities on social media. Okay. This has been a very hot-button issue, Barry, with the with the Twitch, the third third brand companies, the extra income, these folks using their their WWE names as opposed to their government names, what people think about that. I'm not going to look at this from a stand perspective or a WWE perspective or a WWE hater perspective. To me, this is a, just a huge business conflict. And I'm going to go back to it. You know, you call these guys independent contractors. They fill out a 1099 every year. If you guys don't understand tax forms, look it up. You don't pay for their trans. You don't give them benefits, and you don't give them a pension. To me, where does the control? Now, they do have an avenue to make all this money, this exposure, from the WWE platform. I get that. I have no problem with that. That's, that's great that some people have been able to get rich off that. Not everybody. Some people. There, there's there's gonna it's it's gonna come to a head one day. I know me and Barry don't video for the first time, so I'm sitting here pounding my knuckles. <laughs> it's gonna come to a head at some point though that somebody smart enough is gonna represent these wrestlers and get them that stuff. I mean, like we just talked about, Vince just did three billion dollars in deals for this publicly traded company. Why does Braun Strowman have to pay for his own hotel room? You, why you does hit, why does the wrong one? Does I hope you have to pump her own gas, pay for her gas, her own gas, to get to the next town. I I hope when they are traveling. Roman. When they are traveling, they're not traveling right now. Well, I guess some of them are flying in from out of town or whatever. But you know, you get what I'm saying. I I hope Strowman does have to fuck pay for his hotel rooms. <laughs> but where where does the line get drawn, Barry? Because this has been a hot button issue and. Yeah, they're able to make this money from Twitch because of their WWE platform, but at the same time, their talent is what utilize they their talent they use their talent to utilize the WWE platform to get them to where they are. They did that. Now somebody wrote a storyline for them and a script for them and this and that and the other, but at the same time, they performed they earned it. Who's to say they wouldn't be as successful, you know, with the way wrestling works now? You don't have to be working WWE to be successful and rich now. Who's to say that wouldn't work somewhere else? That 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 to me is the argument. So where's the line get drawn, Barry? Well, like Zelina Vega. I mean, she was making more off her Twitch than WWE. Okay, cool. Peace. The major bros. They found they took their niche little section there. The the figures and all that. You know, nobody in WWE, nobody else in WWE was doing that. And they rode that shit, and they're still riding up. Well, to go back even further, Zack Ryder was probably the first guy to utilize social media, YouTube, and everything to get himself over. He was the first guy to do it. He's a trailblazer in that front. Yeah. You know, so, and then, you know, of course, Z Long Island Story ended up on WWE.com. And and again, you can't be mad at a dude that hustles and does that shit because he got himself over. And then, you know, again, now you see all these people changing their names. They're using their real names on Twitter right. and all that. 
and we talked about it before with the Jordan Grace thing. She was one of the like she was the first one I seen do it, and I was like, what the hell, you know? Like I said, but now you're seeing these other guys do it. These I mean, like use their real names on Twitter. Yeah, they're real names. Or like Ethan Page, which is Ethan Page played by Julian. Right. That's Brilliant. A- Brilliant. And he's got a, a figure uh, page now on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Don't I don't know if you've seen that, but that was pretty cool. Like, I, yeah, I'm aware. I subscribed to him. But I mean, <laughs> you want to call them independent contractors, so they act like independent contractors. It, it's they lose the power. The and WWE is all about control and power, and you know you need us. You know what I mean? And it's like okay, well, fucking pay me. Like if you like, listen. If you want me to stay off of Twitch and all that bullshit, you better pay me what I'm making a month over there. Hook me up. Or <laughs> it goes back to my thing. Give me a fucking pension. There you go. But, Laying my body on the line for you, sir. Yeah, <laughs> but he's gonna say, "Well, we've had this shit since the fucking thirties." It's about antiquated, old school wrestling promoter way of thinking right right i mean and to me he just that's i mean when he went from pro wrestling to sports entertainment you know that wasn't of course if you watch documentaries on wwe that was you know to change our look to not fool the fans barry why did they really do that to not have to pay the athletic commissions (laughs) that's why which them having to pay the athletic commissions was ridiculous to begin with because it was a work but it's yeah, just, but the athletic commissions weren't, you know what I mean? They weren't buying into that shit. They were they saying were, they weren't smartened up, but they, I mean, you know what I mean? The they athletic were also commissions turn a blind eye to what they thought was possibly going on because the checks were cashing. Yeah, they were there they're to like pick the, up like the fucking NCAA. money. Yeah, and they're there to pick up the money. And once they got the money, some of them would fucking leave. Wow. <laughs> We really went off the trails there for on a couple of those topics. <laughs> um, hey, that's that's good shit. The people want to know our opinion. So, Danhausen, what he get a micro brawler? He did. I, apparently, a, a one of five hundred. Yeah, Cleaner got two of them. Shout out Cleaner. That's what he told me on Twitter, and he was pumped up about it. Shout out Danhausen, man. That dude's out there. He's talking about that's hustling. An, that's another dude. That he didn't go on cameo. He fucking he send me ten bucks or twenty bucks, whatever it was. I mean, shit. Uh, I think Dobro got us one yeah. from him. Like one of the first ones I had, I was and I thought that was great. I thought it was mm-hmm. very cool. And he gets in gimmick. He does his whole deal and and that's another dude. Fucking congratulations, man. Like, you're getting some money here, you're getting paid. Like, that's awesome. Not much to talk about as far as figure news. Um, We talked about a lot last week. Good Lord. So, basically, everything we talked about last week is up for pre-order on Ringside Collectibles right now. So, like, the NWO John Cena. Not bad. It's only $27.99. And then AEW Unrivaled Series 5. The basic same price you'd look for. Moxley, 26 bucks. Scorpio Sky, 27 Kazarian, 27 Hangman, 26 Luchasaurus, 28 
So Jungle Boy also twenty eight dollars. So it's about what we expected. A lot of people are pre ordering them. I was just able to find Series Two on a peg for the first time a couple weeks ago. I talked about so. I, it's eventually Barry. I'm gonna have to start making these moves. Yeah, it's and this is the crazy thing is that I discovered here today is when I was out doing my leg work and you know I checked the SKUs www.doingthefavor.com. Mine says there's no AEW figures at my Walmart. I roll in. Well, there sets Ray Phoenix. He's there hanging. So I don't know where the mix-up is, what checked out is what, but it says they're not there, and he's he's still there. That's actually that's actually a really good segue into our legwork segment, Barry. Good job, actually, by the way. <laughs> Professional. Fucking Professional. veteran. <laughs> Guys, use the hashtag legwork if you go on Twitter. Let us know what you're finding, whether it be at Walmart, Target, in the streets, online, eBay, Amazon, whatever it may be. Use that hashtag legwork. Kind of gives us a heads up. I search the hashtag every day. I really appreciate the people that use it. Um, also, like Barry alluded to earlier, go to doingthefavor.com forward slash SKUS to get all links to BrickSeek and PopFinder when PopFinder is working again. BrickSeek's been kind of unpredictable for me. So that's a that's a loose endorsement as far as like using that stuff because it's, it's not an exact science at all. For me, I had I bought one figure last week. It was the... Decade of Domination, Natalia. That's right. I got it for $9. This has been kind of an inside joke with me and Barry for, what, a month and a half now? Yeah, it's been a while. So I, I tweeted out that they got the Decade of Domination, and it was, you know, the Mark Henry was gone, the Undertaker was gone, but they had the rest of them hanging on the pegs. This was probably, actually, maybe maybe it was a month ago. So, and then, of course, they had the Survivor Series and a couple other things. I can't remember. So I ended up getting Survivor Series Kane that day. Still have it sitting in the room. Well, then a week later, everything was sold out. But then I went to the clearance and Samoa Joe and Drew McIntyre Survivor Series. And then Decade Dominance, Natalia and Randy Orton were in the clearance section for 15 bucks. Then a couple days later, out of nowhere, an AEW Unrivaled Series 1, Kenny Omega, and not a terrible box, was in the clearance aisle for $13. So I was like, you know what? Well, I don't need anything here. And I kept telling Barry, if it dips below 10, if it gets to 10, I'll, I'll buy it. Well, then Orton was gone. McIntyre was gone. Then out of nowhere, a WrestleMania basic from two years ago, Broken Matt Hardy showed up. I don't know. That must have been sitting in the back for a couple of years. I have no idea. But it showed up on the pegs for $8 in clearance. Well, then I went to the other day, and they were all – Samoa Joe and Natalia were 9 bucks a piece, and Matt Hardy was 4 so I got Natalia for $9. The box is in pretty good condition. It's got a little mark on the plastic. Don't really need it, but I'll keep it. The, I mean, shit, the belt is worth that. Right, yeah. You know, so did see the WrestleMania display in a Walmart. Very excited yeah. when I walked in. Heart drops, all excited, you know, the whole deal. Decade Domination Series 1. No taker, no Mark Henry. Um, no WrestleMania Elites. They had one Macho Man on the ringside cart and one Andre, and then a few Elite Series 80s. So I was like, well, this is kind of a busted-ass display. I've got nothing. Then last night, 
I was, you know, we had, we got the we got the fucking winter storm last night, which you know you got to go stock up on shit, which means go buy about four bottles of wine for me. The essentials. The essentials, and they had a what they have. They had Elite eighty one. The Elite eighty one, and then they they were putting out some of the eighties. So some of the stuff they're they're not bringing out the whole case at a time. Um, another Rocky Johnson, another study, the full the full eighty one was up there so i didn't get anything didn't need anything it's just it is what it is meeting cody baker this weekend because i got a fucking about half a store has been in there for him that guy and then cards that's another thing barry it's a whole other show we can talk about i'm sure but i'm going to get to this text because rachel went to the store the other morning and she stopped at target and she goes you need anything i said well you know if they have cards look for cards so then she sent me a picture of the cards, which I said vultures. And she said there was some boy there. Homeboy says restocks Tuesday, Wednesdays. Walmart on Fridays. Some kid has asked if I was looking for a sport. Spared that info to tell you that he also does Pokemon. Saw another dude poking around the corner. So there was dudes lurking around as my wife was just looking to see if there were cards. She's like, it was insane. Well, then when I went to the store last night, the employees were bitching about it. Saying that dudes are just lingering around the store all day long. They know when the, they know when the truck gets there. Apparently, it's delivered by UPS. They know when the UPS person gets there. It's it's nuts. If you guys can find cards, buy them. Because yeah. I can't even I can't even find them anymore. Yeah. So you know, and I'm if people know and they know where I'm at, but so I type in like Panini Prism, whatever, and. It shows that my Walmart has these in stock, the football. And it shows like some surrounding Walmarts have these in stock. And and it's been like that for about three weeks, but they're not put out. And then I see an Instagram or no, not, but a TikTok. And I don't know if you've seen this, but before the store, somehow dude gets in the store before it's opened. And one of the workers has all the cards. And he's he's checking them out, and you it's like four or five hundred bucks worth of shit. And the guy's like, um, "I hope your job was worth taking these cards, because like you know he's filming him." And the guy's like, "I need them, I gotta have them." And so he bought all the cards before they were put out on display. And I and that doesn't even shock me when I fucking hear this shit. I mean, I've seen literally probably seven deep waiting for the guy to get there i've heard double digits man and that's just i'm not gonna sit there and fight dudes in the morning for cards i'm mm-hmm. not doing it but that's a that's that's wild man it just shows you how insane the fucking hobby is right now other than that going back to legwork didn't really see much else man i mean i haven't been going out as much obviously we got crushed with a snowstorm so i'm probably stuck in the house for a couple days considering the the mailman got stuck in front of my house today how was that? Oh, my God. Well, it was a fucking train wreck because we had to keep Lily. I stayed home today. Lily stayed home and Rachel works from home. So when the mailman got stuck, I look out there and I'm playing, fucking around with Lily and I see it's like, fuck, they need help. So I had to bring Lily up to Rachel's office where all my figures are, which she's obsessed with AEW series, Unravel Series 1 Jericho right now. She says hat, hat, just takes the hat on and off. She walks around with it. So I go out there and help them and. We get this. It was we get this mailman unstuck, which is like a big accomplishment. 
only for them to go 30 feet and get stuck again. It was exhausting. Barry, I'd go in and have a charcuterie board. Now, explain to me what the hell a charcuterie board is, because this sounds too fancy for a, for a man of my... Whatever. It's charcuterie. <laughs> okay, for a man of my exquisite taste, I need to hear what the hell this is exactly. So basically, and I think you're going to be into this. Okay. All right, I think just go in with an open mind. So basically you have, what we have is like a, a board and we have like a wood, not wooden. It's like, a, some people use wooden boards. We have kind of like a stone board. Somebody got us for a wedding. And on that board, I lay various cheeses, uh, pepper jack, Colby, goat cheese, um, a couple other Gouda, things like that. You know what I mean? Sharp, sharp chatter. Sharp chatter is one. There you go. That's right. That's right. So which then... I counteract that cheese with various mustards. I have a couple locally locally made mustards I kind of been shopping at, and they have them Whole Foods. There's a there's a spicy one. There's a honey mustard. There's kind of like a more Dijon, like your classic. And then different kinds of jellies, like a raspberry jelly, I like a grape jelly, because they, they pair well with the goat cheese. Okay? And then, for me, Rachel doesn't eat, doesn't eat meats. So I got some salami, some prosciutto, which is like a ham. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea what that was. And then also um, a couple hummuses. There's a classic hummus, then a roasted red pepper hummus, to which then I'll just various crackers, uh, your triscuits, your club crackers, your wheat thins, which I just named three different kinds of crackers, right? The white cracker, the, the granny cracker, and then the wheat thin. We're not going to go racial here talking about white crackers. <laughs> Continue your story. So, <laughs> and basically, and then, you know, I... I enjoy a nice red wine. Usually Rachel likes red. We do keep white here to pair with the charcuterie board. And you just kind of sample the different foods. So it's a smorgasbord of meats and cheeses and mustards and jellies. Basically. <sighs> what happened to you? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. why is You're, that wrong? What, what's wrong with that? You, it, I feel like I'm doing the, the podcast with like the million dollar man. This is like high class, you know, Eric Brown. Like, I mean, this is like, is anyone, did Drew Vensel lend out some people from the Vensel estate to like, I like bring to add you? some smoked salmon on there too. And just, I'm just, it, it's very nice, man. It's very nice on your palate to try different meats and cheeses. You know, you might want to try like the, 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 the Colby Jack with the spicy mustard on the club. As opposed to where you might want the wheat thin with some goat cheese with the jelly. Very oh. contrasting, very contrasting flavors and textures. And now, like Eric said, we're doing this on video. So seeing his, this is like Gordon Ramsay Jr. here explaining this to me. I'm actually but chopping it, up with my fingers as I'm yeah, talking about it. It reminds me of when we were in Chicago and we go to the liquor store. And he literally broke down fucking White Claws to some old lady that was in there. The difference between each one. And it was like that. I was like, this dude's a fucking connoisseur here. So, hey, it's I'll give it a whirl, you know. Next time you're next time you're in Columbus and you come visit, you come visit your lily bug and come see the family. We'll definitely have a nice charcuterie board set out. 
so you can try them. No vegetables. You like crackers, right? I like crackers. Do you like a, like a Triscuit, a Wheat Thin? Oh, you like a club cracker for sure. Well, yeah. You like salami? No. You like you like ham? I like ham. Okay. You like mustard? I like mustard. You're in the ballpark here. So all you got to do, Barry, is cracker, mustard, ham. So this is like an expensive Lunchable. That's really fucked up, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I'm just saying. Oh, fuck. I got to tell Rachel that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's basically a white picket fence Lunchable. Tell her that. Say, you have changed me, you know? <laughs> you just fucking blew my mind with that. Hey, uh, when you're talking Hey, food, Rachel. Uh-oh. He's getting her in. She coming? I don't know if she's coming in or not. That's, but yeah, a charcuterie board. It's very nice. Well, because sometimes I have a late lunch. And I don't want, especially before I do this show, I don't want to gorge myself. But you know, I want some sustenance, right? Right. I want some intake. Nothing, nothing too heavy on the tum tum. Now, did you have something tonight? The charcuterie board is before the show. After we get done recording, I'll probably. I'll have some wine. We're behind the scenes. We record two shows every Wednesday. This is the first one. After the second one, I say, okay, I'm gonna go pour my wine, then I'll be ready. <laughs> I come back with a a huge glass of wine. To which we get done recording that show about 45 minutes to an hour. I'm thinking maybe some chicken egg rolls. Okay. Now, are you gonna watch any wrestling tonight? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, What's on the board? What what do you got on the in the queue? So I've been having a nice time with the watch alongs with Tony Schiavone. He's doing 1986. I'm an episode behind on that, so I might could catch up. But obviously, I've been going back and watching some elimination chambers. And with it being WrestleMania season, if I get drunk enough, I might get in some WrestleMania matches. Okay. I watched Sean. I watched Sean and Kurt from 21 last night, I believe. The Elimination Chambers, are, especially the earlier ones when they're in their infancy, are really fun to watch because you can tell everybody was just trying to like get a handle on the on the apparatus and what was happening with it, and you know, see all the young guys. Are, it's it's a cool watch to go back. I mean, God bless the WWE Network. I, I say this every single day, so that's you know, I don't know. Sometimes you you uh you have recommendations which I, which I go in there and watch. But, Barry, the big news on the doing the favor front – I'm sorry, I, did I cut you off? What are you going to say? I was just going to tell you, I watched uh, JBL and Eddie Guerrero from – was it 04, Backlash? Mm-hmm. When Guerrero just fucking sauces and is pouring buckets of blood. I was like, holy I, – like, I, I've had that match for years – but I've never watched it. And today I was just like, um, I'd like to see a little Eddie Guerrero. And JBL hits him with the chair, unprotected chair shot. Mm. This is prior. Thing in the past. You know, all the stuff. And just fucking pouring. Like, whoosh. Rewatch it if you haven't watched it in a while. Because, like I said, I hadn't really watched it since 04, probably. And I was like, holy shit. Like... Muda scale blood 
Like, he went to the well and fucking came up with a full bucket. That's awesome. You know, Barry, I got a little, uh, little idea this week. I guess I'll go ahead and unveil it now. We have a TikTok now. See, I had heard a rumor. Lily texted me and told me. Yeah. She said, I'm going to fucking be on TikTok. I don't really understand. I, I understand what it is. I don't really quite know how to do it yet. I'm still getting there. But be on the lookout because me and Barry do know how to do duets. And there are a couple accounts on TikTok that pretty much just summarize old wrestling matches in 60 seconds. So if you want to hear me and Barry break down what we're seeing for 60 seconds, follow us on TikTok at doing the favor like we are on every other 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 social and yeah it's and as we get better at t- i mean we're not gonna be like we're not gonna be like juju out here you know what i mean Eric, i guarantee you there will be a fucking corvette corvette tiktok well, there might be a corvette, corvette not the one like he does yeah it'll be on fucking yeah it'll be awful but yeah i mean it's cool i just i want to utilize the platform it seems like there's a lot of people on there and could be a fun thing, man. I know Justin Summers, he does a great job on TikTok. I don't know if you follow him or not, but he does a hell of a job. So shout out Justin Summers. Dobro, of course, out there spreading positivity on TikTok. He's on TikTok? Yeah, oh, man. He's oh, my. Out there spreading all kinds of all kinds of good cheer. Well, let me, before we, you know, get on, I don't know if you know this, though, but uh, we have a tag match coming up. At Cupid's Revenge. I was aware. PHPW. uh, Number one contenders match where we were, of course, jobbed out of our titles. Uh, Longest reigning champions, I believe. Not sure. But we were, you know, Eric had 117 degree temp. I had gout in my ankle. And we still went out there. My plantar fascination was flaming up that day, too. Yeah. And, but we're taking my inserts. I forgot my inserts. On the soles? Yeah. yeah. Didn't have any inserts. With the temperature, you know, it's it was wild. So, after we beat up these people again, uh, we wrecked my podcast, I believe, so we're taking on. Okay. And, uh, of course, after we beat them up, then we'll get the tag titles back. Uh, and it's just awful that we were done like that. And I talked to breaker about it and he passed it on to big bang, big underscore bang. And we're going to fucking, uh, we'll get our rematch and get the belts back and be the tag team champions of the whole wide world. Again, Craig, again, Barry, something I want to talk to you about, and I'm just going to spring us on. You don't, you don't know this is coming. Okay. Kind of co-host I am. I like it. Of course, we're wrestling, wrestling figures, merch. I'm going to step away from that for a second. Have you ever seen the show Naked and Afraid? <laughs> I, I've seen a couple. Okay, and so you get the premise, right? Yeah, they go out, they got to survive for three weeks, is it? Yeah. 21 days, okay, yep. 21 days, uh, naked. They just plant you down in some treacherous woods, and then you get, what, one item? You get a bag with one item. I think you get a couple, two or three, I thought. A lot of people but, choose the knife. There's been, I don't know if I've seen a lighter, but things to start fires, whatever. I'm going to get in so much trouble with the marketing director because I know where this is going. My answer's okay. going to be fucking <laughs> wild. Go, this go is going to be insane, and I'm going to get in probably trouble. Nick Haddix, I can just tell you right now, the kids don't need to be hearing this. 
Yep, Ty, put Dom down. Ray, put little Ray down. It's going to be awful when I go in here talking about some pogs. So what they did was, Barry, they had a uh, they had a fan episode. Okay. And these, basically what it was was these people have seen every episode of Naked and Afraid. They're not survivalists in their own right, but they've studied this to death. And they think they can go on there on the show and dominate. So I'm like, you get these two. And the, and the, and the woman, like, neither of them looked very athletic. They looked a little soft. Looked like they hadn't been outside. You know what I mean? Like, just like, like they were homebodies. You know what I mean? Like, which is nothing wrong with that. But then they go on the show, and the first couple days, like, they're freaking out. They can't start the fire. You know, because you got to boil the water. Then it turns out they were put down by a clean water source, which is, you know, I'm sure not lucky, but whatever. Then the guy says he can build a – his his expert – his expert uh, uh, tool is he can build shelter. So, like, whatever. Everybody says that, right? This dude built a goddamn hut above the fire they built on bamboo. It looks sturdy as hell. And they were having trouble finding food, and then eventually they found some crabs. Then the wife had an idea for some intake. And and, and and guys, I mean, kids, turn off now. I'm sorry. That's a beautiful thing. The woman received her husband orally until he climaxed 252 milligrams of protein down her gullet. <laughs> and I thought, that's fucking genius. That's the smartest move I've ever seen. Honestly, like, you know, if you're, if you're into that, you know, that's... Every guy is. Well, not, but as far as receiving it, you know what I mean? But not, you know. Right. But at the same time, I mean, he was like, it was funny because after she was done, she thanked him. That she should have. He saved her life. <laughs> 252 milligrams of protein right there. Give me 20 minutes and come back for another 252. It was insanity. And look, you see this show and they struggle or whatever. And I, I always thought Rachel, like, you know, we talked about like getting trapped in the woods as a couple or whatever, because they have couples episodes. I'm like, you know, we can't have sex in the woods because you got to, all your calories have to be accounted for and have to be useful when you burn them. Right. So it's like in basketball, they say no wasted movement. Mm-hmm. Same thing with surviving out, in the, surviving out in the woods is how I've always taken it. I never thought of that. I made a career out of no wasted movement on the basketball court. I'm so basically, you. I'm just going to let you know that I signed me and Rachel up for uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're on next season. You know? <laughs> we'll be on next season on four <laughs> different episodes. <laughs> right. They fucking make it through. I'm telling you. And Eric is coming out with his hair fucking standing up. And Rachel's like, yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> He conned me into this. But, man, some of these girls that go on there, like the regular editions, you know, there's no way I could be on that show and be like, you know. Because, listen, if I, I don't think I could survive 21 days in the woods. So I'm at least, and, I, and there's ways out and shit, like... But I'd be like, let me hit. And then as soon as she did, I'd cut my toe on a rock and be like, I need medical attention. I got to go. I would do well on that show. I know you would. I would prepare myself to build shelter. Um, I can climb. 
I have no problem with killing things with my bare hands. <laughs> like, there's, you get kind of like the hippie types, or the vegans or whatever. And they have like a ceremony for the animal they killed because of nourishment that the animal brought them. I get that. That's cool. I'd be out there. I'd be out there trying to choke out a monkey. That monkey would bite your ear off. Hey, we're going rounds. <laughs> but I thought that was, I saw that show, and then all of a sudden, like, I can't, I what Discovery Channel, I think. I don't know. Rachel watches it all the time. And I'm watching it, and they're in the hut, and all of a sudden, you hear slurp, slurp. My God. I'm just, I'm describing what I saw. It was on. I'm naming on, the show Slurp, Slurp, just saying no, that. No, you're not naming the show Slurp, Slurp. <laughs> but and then. She thanked him, and of course he laughed and thanked her. And then they got out of the hut, and they all just—they were kind of stunned. The cameramen were there, and they were like, "How long y'all been there?" <laughs> now, so were they married, or they just? Yeah, they were married. Destined? Okay, they okay. were married. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I was like, "That's genius on his part." If that's just too. Oh, that's. You that's know, a hell of a sell job. Yeah, well, there's a thing where a pastor in Brazil had convinced women that the. Uh, the fucking secret to fucking long life was in his penis. And he had had over like 3,000 women <laughs> blow him at, for this, you know, this magical semen. And they, they arrested him. For fountain of youth semen. Yeah. And I think that's bullshit because I went and got ordained. You know, so my shit opens up next week, so we'll see how it goes. I'm this this could be my last episode and shit. You see me on CNN? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. Oh my god, we have nothing to talk about on AEW this week. Nothing. They have no new items. I can go through their top sellers for the week real quick. They still selling stuff this yeah, week. Yeah, number ten was that uh fifty percent off AEW black logo shirt. Number nine. Regular AEW logo shirt, the first one. Number eight, Brody Lee exalted in heaven shirt with all proceeds going to the Huber family. And then it's just those micro brawlers, man. Seven, Sheeta. Six, Britt Baker. Five, Jericho. Four, Moxley. Three, Darby. Two, Orange Cassidy. And one, Brody Lee. All right. You guys this have is February 18th at 1 p.m. Eastern time to order them. This is live, Eric. Um, Ty just sent me a snapchat and this is the virtuosa oh nice yeah armbar art that's whatever fuck he's calling it now let me and i know the show's running here a minute but uh, of anyone from death row entertainment i mean i'm shocked this fucker can draw like i honestly here to draw I know, but I didn't think he, when you look at the guy, you see him and you're like, he, there's probably some things he can do, like jump on a trampoline. He can probably roll around or something, get pinned by Dominic. Dominic pinned him, I guess. He slipped and fell. Yeah. Dominic fucking came, hooked the leg. Schoolboarding. But drawing wasn't one of them. Because I'm impressed by people that can draw, because I can't. And this fucker can draw, so I guess I kind of jealous a little bit of fucking uh, Tybo. <laughs> uh, Barry, head over to WWE Shop. We have one new item I kind of want to talk about real quick. It is the WWE Undisputed, Undisputed, Undisputed 
Championship Deluxe Replica Title Version 2 for a crispy rack. A G? A G bar. Oh, no. For this thing. It is... I'll tell you what. That's the one Eddie had, too. We were just talking about this belt. Yeah. What do you think? Man. Uh, for, For a G... It's it's pretty four six millimeter plates, okay. Yeah, they ain't fucking around with the plates. That's heavy, that's thick. Um uh, damn. Ten Swarovski crystals weighs eight and a half pounds. Um I don't know if you know this, but I got the NWA TV title sitting over there. You've mentioned it a couple times. Um so I won't be purchasing this. Um, but that's, I mean, that's sweet. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, when you get your stimulus and if you buy this, um, I guess you're fucking stupid, but, uh, (laughs) you can get the replica for 400. Yeah. But I mean, that's sweet. Like, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I, I don't know how, how the fuck they get all these guys buying these thousand dollar fucking belts off here. People have their fucking things, man. I guess, but Jesus. A G? You know how much money I have wrapped up in shoes? Uh, more than a G. So, yeah, it's <laughs> at 200 a pop. Yeah, but this is a 1000 a pop. Yeah, you don't even wear it. Well, I guess you do, but mainly just display it. Hey, everybody has their thing. Man. I'm not. We have a full show on wrestling figures and merchandise. I am not judging anybody on that shit. I'm judging all you motherfuckers. I'm just kidding. All right, um, man, do some shout-outs. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Everybody drink one and talk sports. Yeah, we talked about Mike the Cleaner earlier. This man's out here taking no else. Uh, tipped kid 20 bucks today, shovel his driveway. He did. You should take notes. <laughs> Nobody's back. Well, these lazy-ass kids around here, nobody's knocking on my door. I can Somebody knocks it. on my door, they can get paid. But these little motherfuckers. They don't want to do it. Oh, the uh, little badass kids, man. They run up and down the street playing football all the time. If I walk out straight to the basketball, one of them looks at me like, what you know about that ball, dude? Like, this ball is older than you, dude. They're like, I'll dunk on you. Huh? I will cross you right now, your little fragile-ass ankles, if you don't get the hell on. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying cleaner, uh, breaker and bang, power hour. I don't know if you know that. Scott from Fully Posable. Uh, again, he's stepped his game up immensely. He's talking about getting rid of Jeff with one F. Oh, no. In the tag front. Yeah. Jeff's cost him a couple times. So, I, I mean, hopefully he takes He, I think he'd be a solid singles contender. Just, he's, a, he's a white meat baby face. Right. And they have short, short lifespans in wrestling. Just ask the, the wizard himself, the huckster. Hmm. He's been around 50 fucking years. But, uh, yeah, Breaker and Bane, awesome guys. Love those two. And who was my other guy? I was going to fucking shout out. You already shout out Ty. Yeah, I hate him. Dobro. Did I say Dobro? Drew Vensel. I mentioned him. Tara. She she was out there hashtagging the legwork today. Yeah, she sent me some pictures as we were recording. I feel bad I haven't responded yet. But she went to, yeah, she went to Toy Hunters. Every time she does, I always immediately ask her, like, what they got? Because I want to know if it's worth the drive. Yeah. Looks like they had a bunch of uh, 
see a bunch of jacks for like nine dollars, ten dollars, some two packs, a couple loose rings. I mean, it's a killer store. They got a sensational sherry up there. Okay. I don't see a price on it. They start getting collection editions. Good for them, man. I see a couple uh, newer elites they have in there. It's good for them. We should give Tara a segment on the show to just to run down what she finds on the fucking at these stores. These small town Ohio stores have always been way better than like my Columbus stores. Yeah. Especially uh, Walmart's. Nick Haddix, Wanda, Ray, uh, all you cats out there in these streets, love yous all, thank yous for listening. And for me, um, Jeff over at Fully Posable, shout out, homie. Always Scott as well, too. Breaker and Bane, PPW, Boot to the Face, uh, Rustling Cheers, Rustling Toy Tracker. Check them out. Necessary tool to have in the toolbox. Rustling Figure News Source, WWE Retro Stars. Yeah, check them all out. All the Ohio players, I love you all, man. Absolutely. Uh, with that, you can follow me on Twitter, at Bfrost28. Eric? Drop their credentials, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, and now TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. Rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast at. Go to doingthefavor.com. All links to past podcasts, merch, um, all kinds of stuff on there. Buy, sell, trade, articles. Yeah, it's a great website. So check us out, man. Thanks for the support. They were even talking about a giveaway coming up. Who, us? I guess. That's what the rumor was. Rumor have it. There's a a giveaway associated with the TikTok. We're still working out the details, though. So, you know, with that, thank you guys so much. Good night, and God bless. Peace. It goes one, two. Three into the foe. Eric, I bury you up with ETF, and that's for sure. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live We'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layup Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah Doing the favor Doing the favor Uh, Doing the favor Until next time, doing the favor.